0: Well, hey, Shambly. This is all too familiar. How fitting for this morning when the subject of the message is to be teachable, that I'd be recording the sermon ahead of time and you'd be watching it online wherever you are. I was talking with Kristen yesterday as she was getting ready to go record her sermon. And I said, I thought for this particular message, just on being teachable, being flexible, being adaptable, that for the sermon I could just go... here we are. I'm in here on Saturday recording the message. You're watching it on Sunday or whenever it is that you're going to watch it. And I pray that wherever you are, that you're safe and you're warm. Whether we could take a few minutes and look to the Proverbs together and see the importance of this lesson that we're learning during the pandemic, to be flexible, to be adaptable, to be teachable. I think we're seeing in so many ways that that is to our advantage as opposed to being rigid and obstinate and inflexible that what we're being called to in this season in our lives and in our world is to have a teachable spirit and whether you've taught someone something at some point in your life or you've been taught something you know the value of that light bulb moment When the light bulb goes off for you or for them, when whatever it is that you had to offer or whatever it is that they had to offer to you was received. What an aha moment, like when you let go of the bicycle with that child and maybe the training wheels are off for the first time and and off they go or off you went to ride and enjoy and explore and receive the world around you with awe and wonder like you never have before. Oh, we love those teachable moments, those aha moments, those light bulb moments. And there may be no better place to look to help us understand the value of being teachable than to the wisdom of The person in the scriptures who is often referred to as the wisest person to ever live, King Solomon. And the story in the Old Testament goes that God appeared to Solomon one night and said to Solomon, I will give you whatever you ask for. And what did Solomon ask of God? Wisdom. Discernment. The ability to be able to lead as king in a faithful way, and to understand how to do that. And God said to Solomon, since you didn't ask for boundless wealth or to be able to live forever or for punishment and smite for your enemies, but because you asked for wisdom, I will grant it to you. And so we're going to look in the Scriptures to the collection of Solomon's wisdom that we refer to as the book of Proverbs to help us gain something today about the value of being teachable. So I want to ask you to follow along as I read aloud from Psalm, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 9 and I'm going to read verses 7 through 12. Whoever instructs the cynic gets insulted. Whoever corrects the wicked gets hurt. Don't correct the impudent Or they will hate you. Correct the wise, and they will love you. Teach the wise, and they will become wiser. Inform the righteous, and their learning will increase. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Through me, your days will be many. Years will be added to your life. If you are wise... It is to your benefit. If you are cynical, you will bear it all alone. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You can hear the wisdom in this proverb right off the bat. When it says those who try to teach someone with a cynical or a scornful, dismissive or disrespectful spirit, not only wasting their time, but they're actually probably going to bring back upon themselves only hurt and insults, which I think we see playing out today among us as we try to relate with each other. I don't think the issue so much is anybody's in particular theology or theological bent, opinion, or even political perspective. More to the issue is how we hold those And carry them and share them and receive them from each other. When we do that with a spirit that is dismissive or disrespectful, cynical or scornful, nobody's going to learn anything. But rather, the writer of the Proverbs says, then spend your time as a teacher teaching those who want to be taught, teach the wise, those who want to learn, teach the righteous. Because then wisdom will multiply, righteousness will grow. This is the life of a follower of Jesus. It's being teachable. We see even in this proverb, as the spirit of it, the language of it, turns from talking to the teacher to talking to the student. As the writer calls us to be wise to receive wisdom, to not be cynical or scornful. We see here that the life of a child of God, the life of the follower of Jesus, is a life lived, being teachable, a life lived as a student, which is the word that is most often used to describe the followers of Jesus, is a disciple, and a disciple is a student is a learner and so being a christian means being a learner it means being teachable ready to receive to grow to learn to be changed shaped informed i think maybe one of the seminal works on this subject is by eugene peterson who wrote a book in 1980 called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And it's a depiction of the life of a follower of Jesus. It's the depiction of a life of discipleship. I find it interesting that the title for that work is actually taken from a quote from Frederick Nietzsche, who points out, even from his own perspective, the value of a life lived, Consistent, following a path, a direction. And for Peterson, for Solomon, for us, that is a life lived, following the path of God, following the way of Jesus as a student, as a disciple. Speaking of Eugene Peterson, if you haven't seen the interview, the conversation rather between Bono and Eugene Peterson about the Psalms, Oh, I highly recommend that you Google it. Watch it this week. I'd even go so far to say, if you just want to stop listening to me, turn this off, go find that video and watch it. It would be well worth your while. As they talk about the value of the Psalms, the meaning of the Psalms in the life of a disciple, a student who's following Jesus. And Peterson, in that book, describes the life of a disciple, the life of a follower of Jesus, as one that may not always have mass appeal, but certainly calls us to living as teachable people. He says, There's a great market for religious experience in our world. There is little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue, little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in what earlier generations of Christians called holiness. And that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. It's a lesson that we're learning even today to be teachable. Think about all the things that you've had to learn and adapt to, whether it's using a smartphone or Zoom or doing virtual school at home with your kids. How to order things online. Figure out how to get them shipped delivered where you want them. And I'll admit, some of the things that I've had to learn and adapt to, either for my personal life or for work and the church, some of them I've done begrudgingly like one more thing that I've got to try to figure out like how to record a sermon but also hopefully most of the time at my best I'm doing them with a certain willingness because I know that that is what is best for the greater good for you, for us, for me so I've learned to do new things And so have you. And it's that same willingness to learn how to do new things in our world, tangibly, physically. That the writer of the Proverbs draws out for us spiritually. That we be willing to learn. To learn how to live our faith. To to live in a way of learning that we're always growing, adapting. Developing. It's what we see in the lives of those first disciples, those followers of Jesus, those people who were militant at times, obstinate, hot headed, competitive, doubting, jockeying for position, manipulating. And yet, somehow, these people bringing with them the best of who they were, the worst of who they were, as they spent their lives with Jesus, day after day, following Him, seeing His example, listening to His teachings, learning from His ways, they were shaped, molded, formed, even transformed more and more into who God created them to be, into the likeness of Jesus. And it's the story of the Bible. I Go back to Eugene Peterson. I watched an interview with him one time where he said he was concerned about the fact that so many people seem to study the Bible and so few people seem to read it. And he explained what he meant that We go to the Bible looking for specific answers or particular verses, oftentimes to make our case, make our claim or our argument, rather than go to the Bible to read it, to read the story, to receive the story, to enter into the story, and to be formed and transformed by it. Because in fact, this teachable spirit we see played out across the story of the Bible. I heard Chip Ingram teach it one time in a lesson about parenting. So back when I first became, became a parent, I purchased a, a series of lessons recorded by Chip Ingram called Effective Parenting in a Defective World. And I mean, some of it's dated Some of it will have universal or timeless application. I can tell you how it's dated. Uh, When I bought it, it was cassette tapes. (laughs) So I bought a package of cassette tapes. I know that some of you don't even know what those are. And uh, you can ask your parents, grandparents, they can explain them to you. But one of the things he talked about in this lesson on parenting, I think, has broader application for all of us as students, as disciples of Jesus. And he pointed out that... How sometimes as parents, we, we get caught in this trap of trying to teach our children, but do it in a way that is backwards with where they are developmentally, uh, learning that, that with our children when they're very young and, and they're really only able to grasp and understand con- concrete ways of thinking, we try to rationalize things for them and reason with them, and they're really not in a place to do that. And then we we flip it as they get older, and they become more able to understand abstract concepts, to think analytically and critically. Then we get to the point where we tell them, just do it. Just do what I said because I said so. And, And really, we end up, our parenting not matching where our kids are developmentally. And and that description of just how we develop and grow and understand as people, how we move from that place in our lives and in an age where we can really only handle a concrete yes and no and a black and white concepts to, to being able to think more abstractly and handle nuance and, and analyze, it, that's the story of the Scriptures. We, we find humanity first relating with God through commandments and then we develop and, and we begin to relate with God through representatives who have relationship with God on our behalf. And then we come in the story of the Scripture to Jesus, where God comes to us in the form of a person. And we relate to God ourselves both personally and communally, and we see the story of the Scripture, the story of humanity move from one where we are relating to God based on rules to where we have a relationship with God. And it's in that relationship of maturity where we can handle and begin to consider the nuances of of life, The more abstract thinking. This is where we begin to develop wisdom as we are teachable about making application of the truths of the scripture, the truths of faith into our own lives and into our relationships with each other and with God. And this is what the writer of Proverbs is calling us to is this understanding of ourselves as students, being teachable, being willing to learn and grow and find how we make application of the truths of Scripture into the abstract and nuanced experiences of life. And then we find the verse that is often quoted Or referred to that that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One leads to understanding that as we see ourselves in this place of fear, not so much to be afraid, but of awe and wonder. With our, with our Creator God, that we see ourselves in our place in the universe and in the world. And, and it can be a, a humbling thing, and rightfully so, because as we're humbled, as we humble ourselves, we're willing to learn and be taught no matter how long we've been at it. Because the best relationships, the most beautiful relationships are the ones that grow, that are shaped Informed, continually over time, the ones where you move together, where you learn to do the dance of life, and it's that kind of dancing, moving, growing, adapting, flexible, learning, teachable life in relationship with God. Where we discover wisdom, true wisdom, which is how the proverb ends. That those who are wise will gain even more wisdom. Those who are teachable and learning will continue to learn and grow. And those who are cynical, who reject, the opportunities to learn new things, to grow in new ways, to be formed and transformed, to have God's grace continue to develop and grow us, to grow me, to grow you. God's sanctifying grace to continually make and remake, form and reform and transform us into the image of God. Those who reject that, who refuse that, who are cynical towards that will be left to bear it all alone. So I thank God that even in this season of a pandemic, we're learning this lesson, being reminded of the importance of learning new things and being teachable. And that we can see our lives, our faith, our shared lives together as opportunities to grow, always opportunities to learn. Oh, that even during this season, we as the church, each of us as followers of Jesus, as students, would see this as a chance to get on that bicycle or to maybe even help someone else get up on that bicycle of faith to push off, to pedal, to learn to ride, and not only to ride, but to ride together and to explore, to experience, to learn, receive, and grow in ways that maybe we never have before. May you, may we, go and be students, disciples with teachable spirits into the future that God has in store for us together. May it be true now for us all in the name of God the Father, in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, amen.